0: there my fellow anchors this is car gonzalez you're on thriller with car gonzalez and uh today's been a crazy day um just got finished uh working on our water leak here at my household and uh yeah that's fun a lot of fun so last night after i finished the podcast there was a massive leak inside my house had to call a plumber this morning basically every two hours i was dumping out water into my backyard buckets of water every two hours so it kind of set my alarm I was going on no sleep so it kind of sucked I had to miss work today it was a whole thing and um, now getting ready for bed and I'm like you know what I still have a lot of energy I slept for most of the day to catch up on sleep and I'm like let's make another podcast let's do this thing so this is episode two um, hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's episode it was the very first in a hope to be many podcasts from me So, we're covering three topics today. I'm gonna go down the list right now. First off, we're covering Mr. Robot. Yeah, I know, I haven't really talked about that a lot. It's a new television show, been around for probably about, this is its third season coming up on, starting tomorrow. And we're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna talk about uh, the whole big Apple deal that happened today. Uh, There's some good, amazing news coming from Apple when it comes to creating new content. Uh, Also, I got something of a conspiracy for you guys. Because I know how much we love our conspiracies here on Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Apparently, the world is ending on Thursday. I didn't get the memo, but now you guys got the memo. So, fingers crossed the world doesn't end on Thursday. But I'm going to cover that story as well. So we got three stories. We're going to make it nice and tight. Hopefully, we'll knock these out fairly soon. Get you guys on your way. If you're commuting out there, drive safe. The other day, I was, I was driving home from work, and I saw this massive... Bad wreck, and I was just like, gosh, it's just terrible whenever you see like a horrible wreck like that. And uh, heart goes out to them, but you know, yeah, people, if you're, if you're listening to podcasts and stuff like that, just put it on, lean back on that chair, and just put one hand on the wheel no, two hands on the wheel, and just cruise. Don't try to speed, okay? Let's get the show started, okay? Let's get into our first topic, Mr. Robot. Now, I don't know how many out there actually watch the show. I feel like the numbers are skewed on this. I feel like more people actually watch it than actually talk about it. Does that make sense? Yes, probably. So I don't know if you guys know that website, theverge.com. It's a fairly big tech blog and um, last year, it was kind of strange, um, I had seen it, uh, seen Mr. Robot um, last year and I didn't think anything of it the very first season. Just thought it was normal. It was a great show probably one of the best first season shows I've ever seen in a long time, um, and uh, second season all of a sudden just blew up, and I think it was just one of those shows that everybody was watching, but no one was talking about, so last year, The Verge was covering like every episode of Mr. Robot, and I feel like... It was like Mr. Robot Overload. Everywhere you looked, everywhere any tech blog was talking about Mr. Robot, just kind of becoming saturated. And then on to, to hop it all off, Season 2 wasn't actually as great as Season 1. It was great. Don't get me wrong. Mr. Robot's a great show. It's a really great show. It just, if you put Season 1 and Season 2 side by side, Season one's just will kick its ass. But Season 2 was great. It had some great moments. Um, actually, I should probably stop here and say spoilers ahead for Mr. Robot. So with that... Probably push pause, go watch Mr. Robot, and then come back, or just listen. So, spoilers, yeah, so like Season 2 had some great points to it. You know, Darlene got shot, uh, or she got shot at, and then the FBI picked her up. Elliot got shot at the end of Season 2, we don't know if he's alive or dead. A whole lot of questions. Tyron Relic, 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 I don't know how to pronounce his name. Basically, the blonde haired, uh, blue eyed, crazy guy. He's he's uh, he's back as well. Totally different personality in season two. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Hopefully, that explained it in season three. Um, a whole lot of stuff was going on. There was a really great middle episode in the middle of season two where they were trying to hack the FBI. That was freaking awesome. And then they also had like a Silk Road. Um, kind of like episode where Elliot like got into Silk Road and was like selling stuff and then like turned the tables on the guy that was making him do that stuff. It whole whole heap of stuff was going on season two. Covered a lot of great interesting technology. Um, so season three, what can we expect? So today I've actually been binging, binging all of the season three like material, all the promos and stuff like that. It looks really good, guys. I'm not saying it because it looks really good because it starts tomorrow. It looks really good. Um, they, they interviewed Sam Ismail. He's the creator and the the driving force of the show, and uh, he just says that this season it's a battle of Elliot and Mr. Robot, who play who's played by Christian Slater, who in the show is Elliot's dad. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. So like. He says that it's going to be a battle between these two fighting each other. Uh, it's going to be kind of weird because it has this whole fight club kind of thing where you have one you have one person playing two different person or because Elliot has a different he has a multiple personality disorder. We don't know if Tyrone M. Wellick is like a uh, you know multiple personality inside of Elliot's head. We don't know. Um, I'm thinking he's not, but you know, there has been some people saying online that. Well, it like actually really is, you know, a personality inside of Elliot's brain or mind or whatever. Um, but we know for a fact Mr. Robot is Elliot and Elliot is Mr. Robot. And they fight each other uh, for most of season one. Um, we don't really find out that until the end of season one, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, season three, it looks like it's going to be more fighting between Elliot and Mr. Robot. And I think, I think the strongest part of the show really is Elliot and Mr. Robot's relationship. I feel like that entire show is kind of kind of when you take out the, the the meat or when you take out the the guts and everything like that the fat and you really could get down to it it's the, the show is about father and son fighting each other and if you really look at it that's what it's really about last season um, actually had a really great cast of women that actually stepped up in Elliot's absence because he was in jail will find that out at the end of season two but they actually stepped up and they carried the show, in my opinion, for most of the season. Um, But that's what I like about Mr. Robot, it has consequences. Uh, Season one, um, there's a lot of things that went down in season one and and Elliot paid for them in season two. It's a show of consequences. Yeah, so Sam Ismail is basically saying that, you know, we have a lot of people making choices in season two, a lot of them being women like Darlene and uh, who's the girl, I forget, Elliot's best friend. Gosh, I forgot her name. Okay, well, she has. She makes a decision too. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 going to be another season of consequences for the women in season three. Um, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that they did in season two, you know, they're going to have to pay for it season three. And I really like that about shows, especially this day and age. I've always felt when I was growing up watching a television show, um, even a drama, that there was just no consequences week to week. It was always just like, eh. He dies this week, or he gets hurt, and then they act like it never happened the second week. It was just, I hate stuff like that. But when Breaking Bad came out, you know, in the mid-2000s, it was one of those shows where you literally had somebody get shot in season two, and the guy is literally, like, not recovered fully until, like, season four. The middle of season four, which, like, two years later, you know, and I love that about Mr. Robot, and I love that about Breaking Bad, too um it's just a show of consequences and anyways if you go right now to youtube you type in Mr Robot you're going to get 7 minutes of a promo they're showing of tomorrow night's opening show so let me rephrase that cuz i'm pretty sure i screwed that up <laughs> no so go to go to youtube type in Mr Robot you're going to get 7 minutes of the of the very first episode of Mr Robot which doesn't come out officially until tomorrow so tomorrow On USA Network because they're now a player in this whole thing they actually are uh, you know releasing the show tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time it's gonna be incredible I can't wait to watch it hopefully it's like a two-hour episode I'm not sure if it is or not but um, it's the premiere tomorrow so you guys need to get on this show if you haven't already I think I've said everything about Mr. Robot I'm excited because I can kind of relate to Elliot um, especially in season 1 he, he dealt with a lot of like um, emotional issues um, and a lot of like alienation and a lot of like um, just anti 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 everything really and uh, I can relate to that uh, in my twenties I was very much like that with just having this whole punk background that I had and you just kind of feel like you're alienated and treated a certain way and um, it's sometimes it's self-causing sometimes it's not but it's still one of those things where it was he was very relatable when I saw him in season one it was just just I kind of I saw myself I saw my friends I saw everybody that I knew growing up in my 20s inside of Elliot um, on season one and uh, it was pretty sad to see him in jail in season two and I hope to see him back again full force in season three because I'm rooting for the guy I want this guy to fucking take over the world with his fucking keyboard and mouse. Okay, that's enough Mr. Robot, second topic. So our second topic today is about Apple. I mean, why not? They're like the biggest company in the world, right? I mean, them, Google, who else? Microsoft, Facebook, those four companies pretty much run the entire world. I mean, through everything, through e-commerce, through their technology, through social media, They're all around us. Uh, We can't escape them. And Apple is even doing more of that today. They announced that uh, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories is going to be brought to their own version of Netflix. Apple is trying to compete with Netflix, They're trying to compete with Hulu, trying to compete with Amazon Prime Video, whatever it's called. Um, I have all of those subscriptions because I'm a fan of everything. And it seems that Apple's gonna get into that whole lake of entertainment um, my whole thing with this great you signed Steven Spielberg great you got am- amazing stories which is a very nice property um, it's an anthology series from the 80s and it was very big I wasn't around I never saw it because I was I was just a, a kid like barely a toddler so there's no way I could have seen it but apparently back then it it, it had a very big uh, roster, um, there was a whole a slew of directors that directed that anthology series in the 80s. You had Clint Eastwood, Martin Scorsese, uh, Burt, Reynolds, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, Robert Zemeckis. You had people like that, um, That Brad Bird, he's another guy, he makes a lot of Pixar stuff. So you had a lot of people like that that, um, that were actually directing actual, uh, and actual episodes of this anthology series called Amazing Stories. And then you even had great actors like Kevin Costner, Mark Hamill, Harry Keitel, Christopher Lloyd, uh, John Lith- Lithgow, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, um, and some other great actors like that that were, that were involved in this anthology series called Amazing Stories in the 80s. And um, Apple just bought it. Uh, apparently they were competing with other... Other places like Netflix and Hulu to to purchase it. They lost earlier this year um, with, uh, I believe it was Netflix, to purchase uh, something that. Um, here, let me see. Where was it? Said yeah. So they've been trying to um, the American Horror, oh, the American Horror, the American Horror Story producer Ryan Murphy, his new series Ratchet. Um, Apple tried buying it. Um, Apple's just trying to buy everything. They're trying to buy any type of entertainment so they can bring it onto its Apple TV platform, and uh, they got outbid by Netflix. Uh, Apparently Netflix is spending, I think, a hundred billion, I think they said, over the next uh, year or so. And then you have Apple, they've announced that they're going to spend another billion dollars over the next year to purchase more. my whole thing is that's a lot of entertainment <laughs> uh but i think you kind of have to work yourself up to that i don't think you can just outright and just you know create stuff <laughs> just throw it at the wall and hopefully it sticks kind of thing not only that apple doesn't even have like its own little like streaming service i mean they do they have apple music and it's great i love apple music i pay for it it's an awesome service um, they have a couple shows on there i believe i've seen a couple of them they're, they're okay, they're not great, they're okay. Um, is it a reason for me to subscribe to Apple Music? No, I subscribe to Apple Music because I like their music and I like their selection. And I like the, the, the interaction with fans that you can have on there when you search for, like, my own music. I have that on there so that way I can talk to my fans inside of Apple Music in the app. If you have a band or if you have your own music on Apple Music, it makes it really easy. And then not only that, I feel like the UI, and the interface, is really simple, and I like it, and it's not ugly to look at. Like Spotify's hurts my eyes because all the green. Um, but besides the point, they can't just pitch and hold this new property of Steven Spielberg, and I don't think Steven Spielberg is going to be cool with like, yeah, just throw it in Apple Music. That's where we can, that's where you can throw all your, uh, throw all our, throw all my video. Just throw it in Apple Music. All ten episodes, five million dollars per episode of amazing stories. Just throw it in Apple Music, and yeah, that's not going to work. Um, and I'm about to get, I'm going to get about to get in a little bit more deeper into this conversation. Are you ready? All right, so I'm going to tell you something, and you're going to be like, "Wow, Carlos, how did you know that?" And I'm going to be like, "You know what, guys? I've been following this for a long time, and I can tell the future at this point." no I'm kidding I can't tell the future but think about this for a second in 2000 Apple released iPod 2001 everybody bought it I bought it I was a, I was a teenager at the time it was the coolest thing ever uh, uh, you know 5,000 songs in your pocket it was great like believe me guys when you guys I'm sure you millennials out there and I'm not making fun of you I like you guys but YouTube I'm sure when you first saw YouTube, you were like, holy crap, YouTube is awesome. Well, that's how it was for us with music because music was everywhere, but it really wasn't. It lived on CDs for a lot of us back then. And growing up, you know, in high school, everybody shared CDRs, which were like blank, like copies of, of MP3s that you could, you could put on a disc and then play them in your CD player. And that's how everybody shared music, was through CDs. And then when the iPod came out, everybody bought the iPod because now you could download all your music from Napster, which I did, and then you could throw them on your iPod, and then you had all this awesome music. And then every, when you would go to somebody else's house, you would offload that those MP3s to your friends from your iPod into their iTunes. Yeah, it was a whole market, guys. There was a whole thing. I, I remember I remember being in like high school and going to parties, and there would be people playing from their iPod. <laughs> and then I would be like, oh, you should play this. And they'd be like, yeah, okay. And they'd plug in my thing, and they would play some like Pennywise track or something. But... It was cool because afterwards he'd be like, hey, can I have that song? And I'd be like, what do you mean? How are you going to get the music off of my iPod? And he'd be like, there's this program you can download and there's a program where you could go in there and actually pick off the different MP3s that you had on your iPod. It was pretty neat. But yeah, there's some dude that made that. It was some cool tool. Anyway, what I'm getting at is eventually the iPod phased out because guess what happened? iPhone. And now everybody started streaming stuff and, and we are where we are now. But. What I'm saying is, in order for Apple to make that jump to where they were selling MP3s and AC files on iTunes, they had to buy who? Ding 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 ding! That's right. They had to buy Beats. And you guys may say, Carlos... No, they bought beats for the headphones. I'm going to say no, you're wrong. They didn't buy beats for the headphones. They bought them for the music streaming service. Everybody thinks they bought them for the headphones, but they didn't. They bought them for the music streaming service. The only reason they bought them for the music streaming service is because at the time they couldn't make streaming deals with any of these people that were that were the head of Warner Brothers, you know, Records and that the head of uh, Virgin Records and all these major labels, all these music major labels. They wouldn't they wouldn't deal with Apple anymore after, basically, they got screwed over uh, in in the early 2000s. So, what they did is they bought Beats. They went through the back door, they bought Beats. Beats already had its own music streaming service. Um, I believe at the time it was called Rdio. R-D-I-O. Yeah, they, they purchased them. Beats purchased them. They turned it into its own little brand thing. And then Apple bought Beats for their music streaming service because they didn't have those streaming rights. But by purchasing Beats, they automatically got the streaming rights to start Apple Music which it is today a music streaming platform so what I'm getting at guys is how is Apple now gonna get into this whole video business it's just impossible they don't have a back catalog of stuff all they have is I think carpool karaoke and they have um, this other show, it's called Planet of the Apps, and that's actually a pretty good show. Gary Bannerchuk's on there, and it's actually pretty cool how the whole process goes with building apps. But anyway, they only have two shows, and that's not enough. So they bought this show, this Steven Spielberg, and then that's probably $50 million right there that they spent. Because in the deal, they say they paid, they're paid they paying $5 million per episode. They're going to make 10 episodes. That's $50 million, you know? So that's not even including ads, so let's throw another $10 million on top of that, so it's $60 million. They still have, you know, $900 million and 40, $940 million left to spend. Where are they going to get all the catalog of stuff? Basically, that's three properties there, and they just don't have enough catalog. So what I'm thinking, and what a lot of people are thinking today, um, I got an article, let me pull it up here one second. So, Jason Snow, he writes for Six Colors, he has his own blog, you guys should go check it out, SixColors.com, it's an awesome blog, my, or Apple blog, and he covers everything from Apple, this guy knows Apple inside and out. So I'm reading his article today on macro.com because this is where I go, and um, apparently he, he, he has his pretty lined out straight that Apple will likely purchase 25 or 30 billion dollars for Hulu and I started thinking I was like well they can't purchase Hulu because it's owned by a couple of like NBC Universal and there's a couple other places but um, it's not really owned by one particular company it's owned by multiple media companies but if Apple did that then that would give them a catalog so the more I thought about it I was like this Jason Snell is right they probably are likely going to purchase something like that, like a Hulu or, you know, like a Crackle. I think Crackle. <laughs> Crackle's like another streaming service that's free. But you know what I mean? I can see Apple buying something like that and then having a back catalog and then rolling out another, you know, streaming service, but for video. It's either that or you turn it into Apple Media. You change Apple Music to Apple Media or something or Apple Music Video, or who knows what they name it, Apple Everywhere, or who knows, whatever they call it, Apple Media Streaming Service, whatever, but they're going to have to do something, they don't have a back catalog of things, I imagine they're going to have to either buy one of these streaming platforms, or they're just going to dump new shows on your existing Apple TV, and that's how you're going to get the new content, and that's just how it's going to be from now on. That would be cool. I think I like that approach better, because that way you're still selling to everybody, but you have your own content, and you're basically saying that anytime, anytime that we come out with a new show, you get it there first. You get it on your Apple TV for free, nothing extra, you don't have to pay anything extra. And that actually is pretty cool. If they can do that, if they do that, which I think is likely the scenario, but... Jason Snell's kinda of right. He thinks that it's gonna they're gonna buy a Hulu. I can see that happening too, but I think the cool thing for Apple to do would just be like, hey, we're gonna throw it on your Apple TV, it's gonna show up, it's gonna have a premiere date, and it's just gonna live there, and you can watch it anytime you want, it doesn't matter, because you've already paid for an Apple TV. So, that's my take on Apple. I think they're doing a good thing. I think getting Stevie Spielberg's the right play. I'm just wondering where is this all headed, but I gave you my take. And now you know. On to our final topic today. Final topic comes from us from Coast Coast AM.com. Yeah. If you guys don't know what Coast to Coast is, um, it's it's what your grandpa listens to in the middle of the night when he's like getting milk or something. You're just like, well, hey, grandpa, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting me some milk and listen to Coast to Coast while I eat this cereal in the middle of the night to scare the crap out of you guys when we wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> oh, people listen to Coast to Coast AM. I got into Coast to Coast AM um, through a person who I used to work with who was really old. He's a great guy. Uh, he would always he would always come to me like in the break room and he'd be like, Hey, Carlos, I got this crazy conspiracy I got to tell you. And I'd be like, what's going on? And he'd be like, they're making bees. They're making mechanical bees that spy on us. And they fly everywhere. And I'm like, what? Who's doing this? How? What? Why? And he would just tell me all this crazy stuff about JFK, about Roswell, just everything. And I would just like, where is this guy getting this info? And one day I was like, "I was like, hey, I was like, where are you getting this info from? And he would be like, I'm getting it from coast to coast, coast to coast AM. i he'd be like, what is that? And he'd be like, they play it in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So one night I stayed up and I was like listening like at 1 AM to like, so, uh, like AM radio, and sure enough, there's this freaking show called Coast to Coast. It comes in the middle of the night, and they talk about like ghosts, aliens, conspiracies, everything. It's just insane. But, anyways, so this is where I got this news from coastcoastam.com. So apparently, this Thursday the world is ending. I know it sucks. It feels like we just begun starting to change things here for the better." Yeah, right. But you know what I mean. Like, Thursday, apparently. Okay, so let me read you the headline. Here it goes. An incredibly close asteroid flyby due to occur this coming Thursday has sparked another round of conspiracy theories, suggesting that it is a harbinger of the end of times. So stargazers will be looking to the skies later this week in hopes of catching a glimpse of an asteroid. Named 2002 T4C as it soars between Earth and the moon at the distance of around 4,000 miles. So this fucking asteroid, and it's not in the news, because, well, I don't watch the news. But still, I feel like somebody would say, hey, Carlos, you sure about the asteroid that's flying by fucking Earth 4,000 miles away (laughs) on Thursday? Like, no one said anything about it. So that creeps me out, because I'm like, what are they hiding? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucking strange. Like, some stuff makes news, like... You know, headline news, CNN news, and then some other crap makes news, and you're like, how the fuck is that news? And then, so this time, you would think this is a big fucking news story. Like, there's an asteroid, you know, plowing its way between the Earth and the moon. Which, you know, in reality is pretty far away, but to our eyes is pretty fucking close. (laughs) So, yeah, that's happening. I'm not gonna lie guys, it's been a fucked up year, right? Can we can we be honest with each other here? You know, we have the world the way it is. We have fucking rigged elections, right? I mean, let's just be honest with each other. We have a fucking president who is a moron. <laughs> We've had other moron presidents before, but I think this guy takes the cake. <laughs> so we have, this has been a fucked up time. This is a seriously fucked up time. We have all these celebrities dying because they're just like, get me the fuck out of this planet. There's tons of shit going on, natural disasters happening every other week. We have school shootings, we have mass shootings. People are going fucking crazy on this world. And end of times definitely at this time, at this point, October 10th to be exact, feels very end of times. I'm just saying. So when I say there's an asteroid coming on Thursday, fuck, why not? Everything else feels like the end of times. So, Sorry for my sarcasm, you know, and I do respect everybody that's lost somebody or is affected by these tragedies. That is not to be laughed at. But what I'm trying to say is, it feels very much like end of times. And what's even crazier is, Friday is Friday the 13th, and it marks the 100th anniversary of the third and final Marian apparition at Fantima. A mysterious event which has long been connected to apocalyptic speculation. So there's tons of conspiracy theories people or theorists out there that have this historic occasion um, and this woman who says that the Virgin Mary will be returning to earth in the year 2017. She said that 100 years ago. So there you go. There you have it. People have been saying for the past year, I've been watching some crazy YouTube videos. People have been talking about Planet X, Planet X, and so for them to get mixed up and maybe this is Planet X, who knows? But there's something definitely coming in the, on Thursday. We don't know what it's going to be. I tried going to NASA's website about it. Um, let me see if they have anything. I don't believe they do. Um, I just think it's kind of funny that uh, no one's really talking about it. Oh, wait, wait a second. Oh, okay, so cool. Okay, so the Guardian's talking about it. So yeah, house size asteroid will pass Earth at just above satellite attitude, uh, altitude, <laughs> attitude, altitude, altitude. Oh, okay, so NASA is talking about it, cool. Okay, cool, it's not a totally conspiracy then. It's only half a conspiracy. So, yeah, okay, so apparently NASA's Mike Kelly, he says we've now been observing TC4 for two months. Apparently they're best friends, they call each other. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, you know, TC4, yeah, that guy, yeah. We've been talking. I've been observing them, so we have very accurate position information on it, which in turn allows very precise calculations of the orbit, which will not cross that of Earth nor its satellites. He told the news wire. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that you know, him and TC4 are best friends, so maybe he like told TC4 or the asteroid, be like, hey, you know, let's not kill us just yet, but who knows? Who fucking knows? We just won't know until Thursday comes I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're alive by the end of Thursday afternoon consider yourself blessed you know this world is fucked up the way it is right now it's probably going to continue to get more fucked up as years go by but there's that glimmer of hope and if TC4 doesn't hit us that's the hope that you need to count on to be there so not being sarcastic I'm just saying patience Padawan we will get through this together we will make it out alive on the other side. And that is our final topic today. So that is the end of episode two podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It was real quick. It was spur of the moment. It felt right. It felt thrilling. See how I did that there? Yeah. Anyways, enjoy the second episode, guys. I really had a lot, a lot of good times talking about everything from Apple, Mr. Robot. Uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, conspiracies, end of the world stuff. Expect more of that same stuff coming from me. Every day, hopefully, every other day, hopefully, every three days. I'm going to try to shoot for three a week. Let's do this. See you guys next time on Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Out. You have been listening to Thriller with Car Gonzalez on Anchor.fm.